This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. What's up, truth seekers? Welcome back to the FBI basement, podcasting at you from the undisclosed location. We are going to watch and review every episode of The X-Files. Wait, what? Every episode? Every episode. Even the one about Scully's daddy issues? That's like five episodes. It's seven. Seven? I counted. There's a whole like mini arc of that. Yeah. By this point, you should know we're reviewing all the episodes. And today we're going to be viewing the 27th episode of The X-Files. <gasps> and uh, this is the second episode of season two. It's called The Host. Is it? Does it Does it have a the? I thought it was just host. No, it's the host. Speaking of hosts, however, my name is Todd. I will be your host and your tank today. Uh, joining me, as always, is our designated healer, Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My tongue got stuck in a bottle. Our um, uh, DPS, uh, Marissa. You can call me on the porcelain telephone. Oh. And our uh, crowd control, uh, Valentine Strand. How you doing? You're like the optional role in <laughs> in, 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 in MMO <laughs> crowd control. So uh, we're also... Um, uh, Still sending another shout out to Vanya, who has not yet returned from her um, uh, trip to the center of the earth in some kind of steam-powered drill. Give those mole people hell. That's all I got. But uh, I think that someone uh, very recently was digging out some uh, of their own memorabilia collection. What do you think, Marissa? <laughs> uh, uh, do we know this person? No, I, I guess we don't. <laughs> I, oh, well. I think they Moving might on. have a, a couple things, though. They might have uh, some scripts and maybe some people's autographs. A panda. A couple comics. Comic a couple books. stuff from the, yeah. Old. TV guides. I don't know if we want to, like... <laughs> the old small ones. Well, tiny ones, right? The, yeah. yeah. How many TV guides do you got? They're, they're in a box somewhere, but it's it's over... It's got to be at least 20, but probably more of every time we, that we they give ended up one on the to like we, we send one to each of uh, the first 20 or so of, uh, Patreon subscribers. So let's not, let's not be um, positive about that. I have to look at them in the condition. I'm like, if the condition's horrid, I'm not going to send them like junk. <laughs> like a mold condition? Like that's like uh, extra. It's like 90s mold. <laughs> mm, sports. Funny you should mention the Patreon, Valentine, because we have one now. That's pretty cool. Who set that up? Some guy in uh, Jersey. We have uh, Patreon right now. If you can go to www.patreon.com slash FBI Basement, it will take you to the Patreon page where uh, you can donate at several different tiers of engagement. But even a $1 donation will get you access to our Discord chat. It will get you access to special bonus episodes, other things we're going to be recording. And uh, the uncut, unedited, unexpurgated blooper reels and other things that occur between the uh, show recordings that we do. It's going to be fun. Going to be, it's, good, it's a good group to involve in. You can join the community of basement dwellers and truth seekers. You can interact with us on the Discord channel. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Just go and check it out right now. Go ahead. We'll wait. No, we won't. Hold on. We got a show to record here. All right. Today on the pod... We're going back to New Jersey, <laughs> and uh, we're going to wade right into the second episode of season two and find something with a really um, uh, weird-looking mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this is called The Host. Speaking of uncut. 
It was uh, written by Chris Carter and directed by Daniel Sackhelm. It is the, as I said, the second episode of season two, originally airing on September 23, 1994. It also has a very special guest star. It does. It has a very special guest star. Lynn Morgan's little brother, Darren. Oh, yeah. This episode, uh, where's the ratings at? Shoot. Do do intermission. Cares about the ratings here, but a ton of people watch this episode. A lot of people keep watching. Uh, this is the first Monster of the Week episode of season two, which I was, which they had to sort of reestablish that there are going to be Monsters of the Week, since as uh, as you may recall, during this point in the season, the X Files are closed, and right now there's no one at the FBI officially investigating weird phenomena. Phenomena. Mulder uh, has been reassigned to uh, wiretap hell. Scully is <laughs> teaching the fresh young minds at Quantico how to hack up bodies. And Walt Skinner is just about done with the cigarette-smoking man. He was DJing on the ones and twos also. Huh. Out, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm making shit up now. Anyway. <laughs> That'd be like the weird double life that Skinner leaves. Like, you know, he's, you know, by day he is the assistant deputy director. A no-nonsense assistant deputy director. By night he is uh, spinning at warehouse raves. <laughs> he's a club kid. I pictured him dancing in a cage, like topless with leather pants, but whatever. <laughs> Skin man. You, you, you think that, you'd think that, that, no, if you ever actually see, like, Mitch Pelegi without a shirt on, he's actually pretty cut. He's a DJ G-man. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if he's without Dan a shirt on. Satirius Johnson. Dan yeah, this no, is where we're going. Cut like a. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude's a marine. Hoorah, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he is. Yeah, them old boy. Yeah, he's he's cut like them old boys in three hundred, right? Um, but that's the story so far. But now we're going into the monster of the week, the first one that we've got going on here. Let's start with the recap. Let's. We open in the Atlantic Ocean, two miles off the coast of New Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry. Aboard a Russian ship in the Atlantic Ocean, Sergei is walking around the lower decks and finds that the uh, head is now overflowing. <laughs> That's a nautical term, right? And uh, he uh, assigns a sailor named Dimitri to fix the problem. Poor Dimitri. Oh. And Dimitri uh, works at the uh, toilet. And you know, it's like an overflowing Russian toilet. It's just like got to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah, this shit rocks. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, when you eat nothing but potatoes and drink vodka, yeah, it's yeah, not a great... Their poop has muscles. Oh. <laughs> Just one day. Trying to knock out a... One day! He's trying to knock out a blockage that uh, must be cleared before the tanks can be purged. And uh, it's not a fun job. He's looking inside this access panel, and something grabs and drags him into the sewage tank, right into the poo water. Ew. And, uh... This has got to be, like, one of the worst ways to die ever, right? The crew hears his cries of uh, anguish, fear, and probably disgust and rush to pull him from the poo water. See, here's the thing. If they were real Russians, they would just be like, Don't be pussy, Dimitri! Take death like man! <laughs> Whatever's in that tank manages to overpower the other crewmen and pull him into the... Uh, the and, and pulls abyss. him into a... Uh, the, uh, the pooey grave. Uh. <laughs> oh. 
The engineer urgently shouts orders to the other crew members to flush the tanks out to sea, and then the water in the tank begins to bubble out, but reveals no sign of Dimitri. Because he just flushed the fucking body. Like, what was the point of that? He dead now. Opening theme. Russian. Wait, what? Oh, we're professionals. FBI Special Agent Fox Mulder is back in Washington, D.C., and he is continuing to wiretap this scumbag, listening to all these juicy conversations in a small darkened room in the Long Street Motel. You almost expected the conversation to be like, you got the stuff? Well, do you got the money? <laughs> you, you got, got the, the stuff? stuff? <laughs> For God's sake, he's wearing a wire. God's sake, he's wearing a wire. Yeah, that's that's almost <laughs> what I expected to hear. He is relieved from this uh, interminable mission by Agent Bozoff, who um, uh, is accompanied to the room by uh, Agent Brizzerlean? Brizzertine? <laughs> Resin- it doesn't matter. We never hear their fucking names. Uh, Mulder was sent to a new assignment, a murder case in Newark, New Jersey, where his contact will be at Detective Norman. Uh, Mulder is surprised that his reassignment was requested by Director Skinner himself. <coughs> uh, then we go to Newark, New Jersey, which brings me to our sponsor this week. And now a word from the Tourism Committee of Newark, New Jersey. Mr. Frankie the Nose Cipriani. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Frankie Cipriani from the New Jersey Tourism Board. You looking for a good place to take your ungrateful brats for vacation? You thinking of taking to the city? Why not? We ain't good enough for you? Let me tell you how fucking good Newark is. We got the fucking Turtleback Zoo, and that's got both wild animals and a kind you can pet. We got the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, which is a really good place to see the boss. You like parks? We got fucking ton of parks. You like museums? We got that, too. We got all sorts of museums and classy art shit. So what's your problem? Come to Newark. You think you're better than us? Fuck you. (laughs) Visit Newark, New Jersey. We got rid of the smell you were complaining about. (laughs) <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we are banned from New Jersey now. <laughs> use guys. I use guys. Uh, so. That was a fun digression, but we're arriving in Newark, New Jersey in the show. By the way, while Mulder is listening to that uh, stimulating conversation, is he drawing Bigfoot porn? Because like he is drawing pictures at that point. Like He is so bored. Is he making more Bigfoot porn? Probably. Got to stock yeah. up, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mulder heads to the downtown crime scene and meets up with Detective Norman and is promptly uh, handed a set of uh, rubber waiters. And he's like, okay, time to go. Which is like, you know, oh boy. <laughs> well, I mean, it is New Jersey. You generally have to walk around in rubber waiters. But no, the waiters are because they're heading into the sewer. And, uh, and uh, of course, it's a Jersey sewer, so it's like, you know, double disgusting. Ah. We do have the New Jersey jar out, right, guys? Yeah. Norman then shows Mulder to the body, revealing that there's not much evidence. Apparently, the front side of the body had been largely eaten away, and he advises the detectives to send the body to the FBI care of A.D. Skinner. Wah, wah, wah. He's pissed. Back at FBI headquarters, Mulder busts into uh, Skinner's office where he's in the middle of a meeting. I, I like the reveal, by the way, that they do here is where he just busts in... And he's kind of like a dick, and he's like, hey, Mulder, 
I, I've got the writing staff here. What's funny is Mulder's version of a shit job is investigating a guy who was doing a shit job and died. And he's like upset about, yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting. Privileges. Hashtag privilege. <laughs> a group of officials are all gathered around Skinner's conference table and Mulder immediately adopts a more polite tone. He takes the bass out of his voice and uh, explains that his current investigation seemed uh, to concern uh, j- simply a drugland body dumping, but not really an FBI matter. Since, you know, there's a lot of drugland violence in Newark. Put a dollar in the thing. Uh, so, I guess, are we going to have enough money by the end of this episode to actually visit Newark, New Jersey? <laughs> Mulder also mentions the X-Files, which Skinner strongly reminds him that have been closed. And Mulder agrees to continue carrying out the assignments Skinner give, as gives him, including his current investigation. We cut to Mulder later that night, sitting on a bench, being very sad. He's got Aww. a sad Keanu thing going on. Scully shows up and sits down next to him, but not too close because I don't think Mulder has changed since being in the sewer earlier. When does he shower? Why does he not shower? I'm picturing him sitting on that uh, bench eating a hot dog, just looking sad, chewing. But it's probably (laughs) seeds, isn't it? He's bringing the seeds with him. Probably. I think it is seeds. But Mulder takes some time to um, uh, vent some frustrations and... At the seeming triviality of the assignment, admitting that he had recently been considering leaving the FBI, going private with his investigations, Scully insists that she could help Mulder out with his current case, reminding him that there is a dead body to be examined. And oh boy. He says, it's a zero. There's nothing to it. Scully, there's a dead body, isn't there? Cut to... It's like he knows what will make his lady happy. Corpses. In good old-fashioned autopsy. Oh my god, I get to cut something up? Fuck yeah! Uh, Scully begins the examination, though the smell of the corpse at first uh, clearly disgusts her, which... I guess corpses are fu- normal corpses are fine, but corpses fished out of poo water are not. Yeah, the... 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I got nothing on that one. Oh, while recording in her, her work and comment and providing commentary, she notices a strange tattoo on the victim's right forearm and is shocked to discover, uh, while, in- while inspecting the man's internal organs, a form of gla- gray flatworm that she begins to remove. Just, like, pulls that thing. Yeah, it's like a gl- gummy worm you can buy at any candy shop at a mall, so. <laughs> Except it's in this guy's liver. <laughs> yeah. I'd say this one actually held up. It didn't look too bad. No, it, it is, though it is kind of delicious. It, it looked a little bit better than the worm that they pulled out of them in ice, right? <laughs> yeah, bigger yes, budget. We, we have a bigger budget this time, guys. So, <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Newark, <laughs> two sanitation workers are working, on the, are working in a sewer when one of them, uh, Craig, is suddenly grabbed and dragged underwater, very similar to the Russian sailor at the beginning. While screaming in pain, the other man standing on an overhead catwalk uh, desperately tries to sa- save Craig, tossing a rope into the water near him. Their efforts eventually successful, and the man is pulled out of the water. However, he has a large wound on his back, and so his co-worker, horrified, speeds away to get to get medical assistance. Now, this wound, it looks like, you know, it was like a lamprey just snatched onto you, right? Mm, looks like mango worms. Oh. I'm going to share that with you now. Please don't. <laughs> for all of the people who pay, this is what you pay for. You do get our amazing... All right, back in the uh, Middlesex County Hospital in... Sayerville, New Jersey. It's still New Jersey. Craig is being examined by a doctor who, um, uh, and he talks about having a strange taste in his mouth. 
Oh, right. This is literally, oh, I'm sorry, if we go back, yeah, I, in my notes, it's like there's a dead body, isn't there? It literally is the only reason Scully gets out of bed in the morning. And they also make some comment about the subject being in a bacterial state. It's like, well, obviously, it was in New Jersey. Aww. Oh, um, to- uh, doctor inspects the patient's throat and gives him a piece of gum. Maybe that will work on it. Yeah, d- doctor prescribed <laughs> gum. Yeah, it's like, no. there you go. Oh, I uh, don't want to. Not clicking on that. I've seen it. Could you imagine biting into that? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I have trilophobia. Oh. Why'd you click on it? I'm done. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Squish. God. Oh. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Had to click on it, didn't you? <laughs> All right, Mulder is present in it, and apparently this guy has no problem with letting Mulder look over his gaping back wound. Like, he just shoves his way into the doctor's office, like, I've got to see this. Hippa be damned. And the guy's like, okay, cool. It's like his fetish. He thinks he was attacked by an anaconda, or, or was it a python, or an all- could be an alligator. We found one down there. We found one down there once. Wah, wah. Famous um, uh, urban legend there. Uh, Mulder gets a call from Scully who tells them the, the tells them of the worm that she found the fluke worm that she found in in the body. Uh, receiving another call, Mulder then assumes the caller is again Scully, but is actually a mysterious man with a deep, sexy voice. Well, oh. and he had to take a break from trying to find that shipbox dodge, right? The the man informs Mulder that he does have a friend at the FBI, and then abruptly ends the conversation. Mulder agrees to the doctor releasing the patient, but is privately perplexed by the strange call. Back at Quantico, uh, Mulder arrives in Scully's office, and then she shows him the fluke worm, <laughs> telling him about she the promptly laughs at patient. him. <laughs> <laughs> The agents joke around a bit about the worm, and then St- Mulder then remembers the uh, bite mark on Craig. Oh, he had a name. It was Craig. Like, he goes from Little Worm, and here's her latching on to how uh, that guy was latched onto, and he, he asks her, like, oh, how do they latch on? And then she, like, has to chuckle. She's like, you don't think. Oh, felt like the old days there. Like, I thought you were going crazy on me for a second. Of course he thinks that. <laughs> of course, the, the, the situation he jumped to. What else could make that thing? Uh, Scully, of course, refutes Mulder's theory and tells her that fluke worms just don't get that big. Then Scull- Mulder is pleased that he doesn't have to report to Skinner that the murderer is a giant blood-sucking worm. Oh, good. It's not completely insane. Mulder also asks Scully about the phone call, assuming that Scully is going to bat for Mulder. But Mulder, but Scully has done no such thing because <laughs> she doesn't know that because she doesn't know about the phone call either. <laughs> Meanwhile, Craig is in the bathroom of his own home, taking a shower and trying to get rid of the taste of his mouth by using lots of toothpaste. Like, half of the freaking tube in there. Like, does he swallow it? Like, does he just open his mouth and put it in? I can't, I can't remember. Uh, he spits the toothpaste out, but there is a little bit of blood in there with it, which, uh... Which would freak me the fuck out, right? Uh, like, yeah, and, then, <sighs> and he slowly pukes out that worm, like, gross. In the shower, yeah, uh. yeah. And then we don't Pretty realistic effect, though. I think that yeah. it turned out well. Back at the sewage processing plant. <laughs> I feel like a guy got bribed or he was somebody's brother for that. Uh, Mulder is talking to Ray, a former uh, a foreman in the, co- in the county uh, sewage processing facility who is really into his own job. <laughs> <laughs> he introduces Mulder to Charlie and Ray tells Mulder about the plant's workings. So we get a qu- brief discussion about how, you know, a sewage plant works. 
In case you didn't know, now you do. And that's half the battle. <laughs> Mulder shows him the fluke worm they pulled out of the body, and the race seems uh, unsurprised at his discovery, remarking virtually anything could have been breeding down on the uh, old sewer system. Well, I mean, it, it is New Jersey. Why would he be surprised <laughs> at finding weird shit in the sewers? Strange parasites in the sewers? Yeah, that, that's about it. It's Tuesday for me. But then Charlie notices something moving outside in one of the many filtration pools, and uh, panicking, he telephones Ray. In a large, darkened area inside the plant, Charlie is joined by Ray and Mulder. Charlie explains that he is backwashing the system and tells of uh, his experience of having seen something. What he saw in the water was revealed to the group at once it is caught in this large, transparent pipe, and it appears to be slimy, nearly featureless humanoid creature with a giant Skolex mouth. So that's not the creature from The Shape of Water. No. That's not, okay. No, not nearly as sexy <laughs> as The Shape of Water monster. This is, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy the Fluke Boy. Jimmy! Oh, God. I, I don't think that's his real name. Now, this was probably one of the best monsters we've ever seen in this show. Yes. So yeah, far. They, they, like, held him there under a flashlight. And it's not like, you know, they don't sh they don't go into the frame stealing. They don't do the, the weird shooting around it like they did with the werewolves. No, this it's full frontal nudity with uh, <laughs> the fluke with the fluke man. <laughs> and it's still not the creature from the shape of water, which makes me sad. Meanwhile, back up at Quantico, uh, Scully is doing research. And when she notices a tabloid newspaper slipped under her door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she flips through the tabloid uh, past the Elvis sighting and... I think she was expecting to find porn in that. <laughs> like, I think she was expecting to find Bigfoot porn. Like, oh, Mulder is so funny. But that's not what happens. <clears throat> but it does have a report on the um, uh, incident on the Russian ship and some kind of monster that it could have been. The... Uh... Learning of the incident for the first time, she re she returns to her computer to uh, bring up a magnified view of the tattoo she discovered earlier. But she then answers a call from Mulder, who uh, implies that he has found a much larger fluke than the one previously caught. Okay, can I just make a weird comment about that tattoo? It's like it's obviously Cyrillic. Is it not obviously Russian to everyone else? It, she makes Very it Russian. seem like it's like some kind of hieroglyph or something. It's like it's some language I don't know. No, fuck you. It's like that. It's Russian. It's not the first time you will see Russian. It will not be the last. It's Russian. Also, like, he only had one tattoo. One. He was not in Gulag long. <laughs> he did not make it through ring. Couldn't tell it was Russian. There weren't any numbers in it. Oh. Now Scully gets to come up to the um, uh, psychiatric hospital where they're keeping Fluke Boy. And she is absolutely, like, jaw-dropping amazed at what they're seeing here and apparently he shared she he shares the flatworms characteristic of being genderless it has aspects of both parasitic and primate physiology no sex organs none whatsoever they checked nope like you know Mulder. Mulder. Mulder checked that is definitely gonna have to tell skinner that the murderer suspect is indeed a giant blood-sucking worm it's like okay i don't want to do it but okay then Scully reveals that the uh, body that they found in the sewer was, in fact, the Rus Russian engineer with the tattoo that spelled the name Dimitri. He got his own name tattooed on him. <laughs> okay, who the fuck does this? Who does that? They, well, they drink a lot. Maybe he'll, he'll forget. I forgot my name. Oh, it's Dimitri. <laughs> his mom had a lot of children. She had to <laughs> keep track. Like, do you think she put that on him? It's, right, now I know which one you are. 
<laughs> Mulder didn't understand exactly how that how she puzzled that out until uh, Scully shows him the tabloid paper, which is like the most ridiculous fucking thing ever. I think it was them trying to show how she's becoming uh, less less of a negative Nancy. She's going down Mulder's avenues of research. Uh, also, she surmises that the paper may have been left there by the mysterious uh, phone caller from earlier. Ah, yes. Ah. Maybe this is a sign that, sh- that Mulder should not quit the FBI. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. So Mulder still has to take this report he to Skinner, He still has uh, Skinner, to right? take it to Skinner, yeah. Who looks over the information regarding the fluke man, and uh, he deems that the report is... Uh, Acceptable, which Mulder thinks is uh, really odd because uh, given the um, uh, bizarreness of the case and the suspect. and uh, He just brushes that off. He's saying, like, like, okay. he, he killed a guy. He's got to be locked up, but he's not a guy. He's very okay with that. That's the weird thing. The fluke man is now responsible for the deaths of two people as Craig was found dead in his home uh, due to his injuries. And Mulder angrily asserts that if he and Scully had been assigned to the X-Files, they could have saved the second victim's life. And uh, Skinner actually agrees that this case would have been better as an X-File, implying that he took orders to shut them down from someone else and dismisses Mulder. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> so we're, we're, right now, I think that we're sort of getting the, the kind of baby face turn from Skinner, too, right? And he will live to regret it. He will live to regret his, his, his turn. Mm. Or now I will they, live to uh, regret have the, it. The fluke man bound to a gurney and into an ambulance where, where uh, they uh, drive him away to be incarcerated at a psychiatric institution. Just like he's another guy. He's a freaking monster. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It was actually, uh, it wasn't an ambulance, it was uh, a state marshal, U.S. marshal. And it was two guys that loaded him up, and they're driving along, and the guy's, like, driving, and then he looks back for for no apparent reason, and fish guy's gone. <gasps> Fluke man is gone, and, uh, leave, and there's, like, a bunch of slime on the gurney s- straps. <laughs> I didn't understand this scene at all. Where the fuck was he hiding? Well, they pull out a rifle and investigate, and uh, the driver screams as a, as a firearm is shot once. Where was his partner? Didn't didn't two of them load that guy in? Ah, oh, fuck. They couldn't pay for him? They can only pay for the first shot? Yeah, I mean, you are watching the X-Files. Spent it all on his sister, Samantha? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's That's just how this works. Uh, the fluke boy crawls from the, um, uh, crawls out to a set of public porta johns and uh, Lake Betty Park and uh, slips inside to hide in one of them. Yeah, that also happens. <laughs> Next morning, uh, the porta john drainer guy has come and uh, do his job and apparently uses a hose big enough to um, uh, suck up a fluke man. Shitter's full. <laughs> After the discovery of the Amanda Ambulance, Mulder is back on the case. <laughs> Mulder is going to get to the bottom of this. That's his plan. He does notice the septage hauler truck as it leaves, and again meeting with Detective Norman, uh, Mulder is told that only evidence is a dead driver and an escaped prisoner. <laughs> Mulder advises the being will attempt to head back back underground, but uh, he answers another call from the mysterious contact, who instructs him that success in his current assignment is imperative, and the reinstatement of the X-Files must be undeniable. After the caller abruptly ends the call again, because, you know, he's not calling to chit-chat. You think he could just text, right? Mulder overhears Norman being contacted by an investigator who reports the discovery of a now empty toilet. An empty shitter. (laughs) What? Mulder realizes that the suspect may be on the truck that he passed coming in. Back at the sewage processing plant. 
at about 8.15 in the morning, which is exactly where I want to go for coffee. Every one of these uh, guys that handle shit were smoking cigarettes, and their hands mm-hmm. all got way too close to their fucking faces. Like, what is wrong oh, with you, you fucking New Jersey dirt balls? After a period of intense waiting near the uh, plant's filtration pools, Mulder receives a call from Scully. She tells Mulder that the flute that she caught earlier was one of the one of many the flute man has been transmitting through its bite as a method of reproduction. <laughs> yeah. So the inability to find sex organs doesn't mean that they aren't there. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, fluke man's goal is he is looking for hosts. He's lonely. That's what he's looking for. He is just a lonely, lonely creature. Just a lonely mango worm. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Oh, I hate you. Uh, Ray relays news that something's been spotted in a pipe and... Uh, Using a map, an intricate map of the sewers, Ray shows Mulder the exact location of the sighting in the same place that the first body was found, an overflow system protect, connected to the harbor. Mulder suspects that both the, flu, both the fluke men entered the sewer system there and that the being is uh, working its way back out to sea, where there will be no stopping it. <gasps> Mulder and the foreman hurry to the sewer. On Mulder's suggestion, Ray tries to close a metal gate over the overflow pipe, but he slips and falls into the waters and suddenly dragged underwater. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I just lost my glass. Ah, he gets ah! pulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Whoop! It-, it needed some Looney Tunes noises again. Mulder manages to pull um, uh, Ray back up, but uh, he spots the flukeman climbing onto the overflow pipe, and he races close to close the gate, which... Uh, which uh, agonizingly splits the being right in half. With, like, one of the worst screams I have ever heard. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> did not wake our dog up, by the way, when he did that. Uh, back in D.C., the uh, Scully again meets with Mulder on the, on their bench. It's their bench. It's the what'd special they, What'd bench. they do with the bottom half of the legs? Because they showed them floating off in the water. Did did Mulder collect those and keep them as evidence? Someone should pick that up and, like, you know, take them off to study. I don't know. Yeah. Well, now there's two fluke men. Yeah, if you cut one of them, do they, like, regenerate if you cut one part of them off like other worms? Yeah, that's literally what they say. Uh, they literally say that, though. Like before, they were, um, uh, they joke around a bit. Scully sits down next to Mulder and... And he still smells like New Jersey sewer. I can almost guarantee it. Mulder tells her about the second mysterious phone call, explaining again that the uh, work is too important and that the X-Files must reopen. Although Scully at first uh, mistakes those words as having come from Skinner. Scully lengthily informs Mulder that the... She determined the fluke man capable of spontaneous uh, regeneration like any fluke or flatworm is actually mutated by radiation from a nuclear meltdown at Chernobyl. Yeah, so Chernobyl. After coming off of a decommissioned Russian freighter involved in the disposal of sewage materials from that incident. Salvage materials. So the true monster is man. And deep underground, the fluke man rejuvenates, opening its eyes and breathing a long, rasping breath. So the fluke man is still out there, folks. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy swimming on the enjoy swimming in the Jersey Shore. This tiny little legs. <laughs> so I don't worry, they won't follow this up. And the other one with big legs and a tiny little upper body. Oh, do you think he has strong hands? Couple thoughts on this. I didn't even have hands. No, I, I don't I think don't it know. had arms. It had like legs but no arms. Yeah, it's just like uh, a mango worm. I don't, I don't even want to think about it. It frightens me. Uh, a couple thoughts on this one. Uh, first off, it sort of answered my question is how the heck are you going to do Monster of the Week when the X-Files are closed? That apparently someone is still 
rerouting Mulder towards the weird shit, which uh, we'll eventually get to know exactly who that is. This was probably one of the best monsters they've had so far. Uh, it's a pretty good episode. And one that that, that lived on in, in uh, somewhat uh, infamy, didn't it? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like the fluke boy, be- the fluke man became famous. Yeah, I, it it's became like it became a like quintessential part of the show. Yeah, it's like it's a quintessential X Files thing. Right. It's not like they do more fluke man episodes, but it's like yeah, the face that fluke man face is like yeah, that's X Files. Yep. Uh, this is also a rare monster that a week episode written by Chris Carter. It is. Usually, he stuck to the myth arc most of the time when he did. And when he writes. You know, Monster of the Week, it's not always very good. But this turned out well. This turned out pretty well. It was kind of, the pacing was kind of weird that they actually catch the monster in like the second act. They did. And it's like, oh, and then you have this third act chase. And then it gets loose in the the third act and you have this chase scene, which was very strange to me. Marissa, what did you think of the monster makeup on this one? I think it's one of the best in the whole series. Uh, Yeah, there's no seams in it. Um... He's got a lot of like a lot of focus on the mouth, and you don't see his actual teeth or anything like that. It was really puffy, and it was like it, it just looked like it belonged underwater. The way that mouth is, it looks like it's just gonna latch onto you and just never fucking let go. Yep. Looks like when they were building that mouth, they were like, you know what? That looks too tempting for Mulder. Let's make it just slightly less tempting and put the teeth around it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it has veins in the vagina. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> at just enough danger though that it actually aroused him a little more. Right. <laughs> They've got to keep this uh, sort of going for another couple episodes in terms of the X-Files being closed. It looks like we are... uh... We've got a couple of... We've got another kind of questionable Monster of the Weeky thing, but... We've got two more Monster of the Week episodes, but then we're going to be back in the myth arc much quicker than we left it last season. Yeah, yeah, and then the next time, uh, yeah, I've got some... I've got a joke on that one, but we'll get to it because I actually I may know all of those episodes by heart. All right. Now, unless anyone else have any other thoughts on this one. Uh, what did we all think with Chernobyl there, though? The the ultimate lesson here is man is the true monster. Um, the, the mutation explanation. Did he mutate from a dude? Did it? How did it get from Russia? to? The, did they did Chernobyl's toilet system? It was on a the waste one of the things that new jersey didn't especially in the 90s was that they were a uh international trash dump that's not a joke they would actually contract to get people's junk and so the idea is that the freighter had handled waste from chernobyl and had this thing so there you go hmm. okay fun from Ru- uh, fun from russia i think that uh at the time chernobyl was still pretty fresh in the minds of people Actually, and one of the things is, well, Chernobyl is 1986. Holy shit! I'm sorry. Um, I was actually trying to find something, because the weird thing about this is there was a real conversation. They've recently done some effects, like long-term effects studies. So, But one of the things they have found out is what has happened to uh, the, the life. Like, goats are weird, and allegedly they found a two-headed goat. So there is mutation caused by uh, at Chernobyl, right? Yeah, but we're talking about like thirty some years after the fact. Yeah, did they and turn I mean, the did they turn the goat into a, a glory yeah, I was hole? Actually, goat? trying to find it. Yes, I'm actually trying to find that glory hole goat. So this was uh, so the uh, tying to Chernobyl. This was like sort of still fresh in a lot of people's minds in terms of that. It had been less than ten years since that had happened. And I mean, you're also talking about that by '93, you're seeing massive like 
affect some people who are coming out with like leukemia and everything from being in that area. So, so at some point, a fluke worm got really big and and developed a shape as a man does. Or a man got turned into a fluke worm. I mean, that's the way I looked at it. Like some dude got stuck somewhere at Chernobyl and it mutated him. Well, as we are, uh, it's time to disseminate some information to the loyal basement dwellers and truth seekers out there. First off, Valentine, why don't you tell these folks about the fine Medicinal Mass Network? Why don't you come and listen to us at MedicinalMass.com. Got plenty of podcasts that you can listen to, and you can like, comment, subscribe. But if you're not a Patreon subscriber, there's buttons on every episode right at the bottom of it that you can click on. And you can come and donate as little as $1 to become a supporter of the FBI basement. Right on. Shannon and I also host another podcast on the Medicinal Mass Network. We host The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, where we visit several different conventions. We're going to several different conventions over the next couple of months. Shannon, tell them all about it. Uh, Well, we will be at Lexington Comic Con in Lexington, Kentucky on March 9th through the 11th. And we will then also be at Awesome Con in Washington, D.C., uh, Easter weekend. And so were the Generalissimo. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. All right. So uh, come and see us there. Also, check out the uh, fine books that Shannon writes, uh, the Department of the Arcane series, a story of uh, magic and wonderment in a medium to large city in Massachusetts. For now. Right. And uh, also... Oddite Delight Art. Marissa, tell us all about it. I uh, do design. I do illustrations. I have a Twitter and all that stuff, but it's all connected to the Facebook. Oddite Art. O-D-D-E-L-I-G-H-T-A-R-T. Just make your requests there. I'm extremely reasonable. Uh, most recent thing is the Teespring campaign for the FBI basement. The Don't Touch the Science Monkey shirt, which is available now. Yeah, you can get the Don't Touch the Science Monkey shirt as part of Teespring, and we'll talk about where you can get that other places. And stickers. Maybe. <laughs> Working on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. You guys, so just keep us up. But now it's time to give our ratings and say goodbye. So uh, this one... I'm going to give this one three uh, emptied portajons. Shannon? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, two and a half nasty uh, flukeworm bites. Okay, Valentine. Yeah, two and a half is a good one. I'll give it two and a half teeth-filled glory holes. And Marissa? Three out of four Russian men with their own names tattooed on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that was... The host. Coming up next week. Uh, join us when Mulder and I think Scully, but don't don't quote me on that, uh, attempt to remake the crazies without the budget. <laughs> <laughs> because they used to have mad love. Now it's just bad blood. Hooray. <laughs> but, uh, oh boy, this has been a fun episode, folks. I am Todd, as always, for Shannon, Valentine, Marissa, and uh, Vanya as well. We hope she comes back soon. Want to let you guys know that to please uh, hit that subscribe button on your i if you find us wherever you are because it doesn't cost a single red cent to subscribe and you get us every Thursday on the Medicinal Mass Network wherever you take your on-demand audio for. Like us on social media, share us, rate and review our podcast, get our information out there. Now to all the true believers, I'd say. Good night, and the truth is out there. And stuff. I made this. Thank you for listening. 
stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Had to click on it, didn't you? Don't be pussy, Dimitri! Take death like man! You think you're better than us? Fuck you.